So we're pretty sure, Sarah, that we're going to be able to see Last of Us on, on Sunday. We're pretty sure of that? Yeah, on Crave. On Crave. Okay, that's good to hear, because uh, I don't want to have to get another service. It, it's an HBO Max show called um, The Last of Us. It premieres this Sunday. Sarah, do you know anything about it? Like, it's about a video game. You play video games. I watch my boyfriend play video games. So let's clear that up. So what is this? From what I understand, it's like a zombie thing, isn't it? Like an apocalyptic world? I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, like the, the, the storyline of this show, it's a, it's not a movie, right, Sarah? It's a series. It's a TV series, it's I think. It's a TV yeah. series, yeah. And as far as I understand, it's... Okay, here's what it's about. Uh, the video game about a smuggler named Joel who is tasked with escorting a teenage girl named Ellie out of an oppressive quarantine zone and across post-apocalyptic America. Okay? So there's your plot. But uh, it was shot right here in Alberta, and there's all kinds of very cool pictures. Um, it was uh, the Alberta legislature formed a backdrop for a while. Uh, some major streets uh, in both Calgary and in Edmonton were shut down over time. Now, the premiere took place earlier this week in Los Angeles, of course, and uh, the mayors of both Edmonton and Calgary were in attendance. This is Calgary Mayor Jody Gondek. Well, I had the incredible good fortune of being able to time a family vacation around the premiere of The Last of Us in L.A., and it is absolutely mind-blowing. It's an incredible production. I am so proud that it was filmed in Alberta. Um, we got recognition from uh, from the folks that were introducing people in the audience. They made a specific point of talking about the fact that the Canadian Consul General was there and that the mayors of Edmonton and Calgary were in attendance. There were 300 gamers in attendance as well. And the crowd absolutely went wild over the premiere. And uh, I think just this morning I saw it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes as well. So everyone should tune in on Sunday. This is a good homegrown production. Yeah, that was uh, Calgary Mayor Jody Gondek on uh, Global News Calgary this morning, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, that works for me. I'll watch. Um, now, aside from how good or not the production ends up being in terms of the show, the fact of the matter is, and what we're going to talk about here is how important it is to this part of the world. We're starting to get a bit of a reputation, I hope, I think, as a pretty good place to make um, TVs and movies, but let's find out for sure. We are going to chat now with Damien Petty, who is the president of Calgary-based local 212 of IOTSE, uh, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees. IOTSE, I think, is actually how it's pronounced. Damien, thanks for joining us. Appreciate your time. Good morning, Jay. How are you? Good. How are you doing? You pretty excited? I'm very excited. This project, I mean, how, like I say, in terms of the burgeoning industry we have in this province, how big is this one, do you think? Because we've had others. Yeah, so this project is the largest we've seen in Alberta. There, um, Nobody can actually nail down what the budget is. And if I attempted to, I would probably get some letters from some lawyers <laughs> because um, there's often non-disclosure around budget items. So I'll talk about the crew to give you a sense. Okay. Um, so under our agreement, we had over 900 people, just our agreement. So that doesn't include the Teamsters or the Directors Guild of Canada or the performers or the stunts people or any of that. We had 900 people work just under a million hours on this project. Wow. Normally on a large show, we have 200 people working for a very large show. Um, so you can see the scale of it. 
And when we talk about the scale and the size of it, we also talk about how long it shot for. It shot for a year and it prepped for almost six months. So we're talking uh, unprecedented uh, period of time and an unprecedented number of jobs. You add to that the hundreds of businesses and the municipalities that were affected. And the economic uh, impact is massive just for this one project. Yeah, no question about it. And, and like you say, you're talking that 900 is just your sector of the workforce. And there were a bunch of other ones, right? I mean, you're just how, how much of like in terms of if you broke it down into a percentage, how many were IATSE workers, do you think? I I would think that the crafts, so we represent 21 crafts on a film set. It would range from special effects to makeup and hair, construction, paint, grips, electric, set deck, props. Uh, I'll probably miss a few, but mm. you get the idea. Yeah. We're about 70% maybe on, uh, of, okay. a, of a crew, 60 to 70% of, of the overall crew would be represented by us on a typical production. I guess part of the question I have is I know we're getting a reputation, and, and like I say, we've had productions before, but due to the fact that this is the biggest and it lasted that long, were there any issues with with getting the, the personnel? Like, can you provide that kind of crew with short notice? Um, we're getting better at it. Obviously, the, the size of, of this particular show was a challenge. We did everything we could to meet that challenge. We relied a little bit on on crew from other provinces, but by and large, um, we were able able to cultivate new members. So right. since it shot, we've added uh, almost 500 members to to our organization. So I, I'll say we were stretched, but um, we've since grown. And there are other things happening that have better positioned us for the future, uh, including we're in the process of developing a training center. Um, we hope to break ground on that in the next month or so. Um, we also have a very robust training program and other stakeholders are doing things like developing sound stages. And you've heard from, from the cities. Uh, and the film commissions that they do a lot to uh, make our jurisdiction film friendly. How important is it to sort of get a consistent, sustained level of activity? Like you say, you can ramp up and you can provide the people. You know, it's a, it's a push, it's a lift, it's hard to do. But if we had sort of steady activity, would that make a difference? That makes a huge difference. Um, the history of the industry in Alberta has been what I would refer to as a roller coaster yeah. ride. And, and so a lot of people say, well, you need steady, you, you need more crew supply in order to sustain the industry. I would say that is the wrong way around and you need steady work to grow the crew base. And so it's important for us to work with the other stakeholders to make sure that the, that, uh, the growth that we've seen continues. And even last year being a great year, it really did slow down in the last two quarters. So we, we always try to motivate the people who are looking for work and tell them uh, what's on the horizon. Luckily, there's a lot of shows on the horizon. We currently have two shows shooting. That's Fargo and Fraggle Rock. We have three large productions in prep, so we've got pre-production agreements with three, and then there's another five that are episodics that we think will be picked up for renewed seasons. 
So when you when you say what does next, what does this current year look like? It looks pretty good because here we are in early January, and we're talking about ten projects. That which is exciting. That that's fantastic. That's great to hear. Does the reputation spread? I mean, because you know how important is it that not necessarily that this you know this production does well because that's not necessarily about the location but just that people know it i mean and the more often this happens i mean how important is a reputation as a good location to do this kind of thing it's it's absolutely essential and you're quite right um because of the profile and the size of this particular production we are on the radar we're we're not sort of a plan b or c location to go to we're starting to see that calgary's getting con- Considered not just Calgary, but Alberta as a province, being considered as a destination for for large projects, and the profile of this particular production has uh, really really enabled us to uh, get meetings with the top decision makers. We, you know, five years ago we would beg to get the meetings. Mm-hmm. Now those decision makers willingly want those meetings with us. So you can see that. Uh, um, it's easier to sell a jurisdiction that's succeeding than one that doesn't have much capacity. Yeah, plus when you can say things like, oh, you know, The Last of Us and Ghostbusters and The Revenant, I mean, those were all done in Alberta. I mean, just, oh, wow, I've heard of those productions, right? I mean, it's not like you're talking about, well, did you ever see this thing that happened? I mean, these are big, big, major productions. They They certainly are. And, Shay, we have the perfect storm in Alberta. Ever since our incentives became competitive, which was March 2021, um, we saw we saw that happen. But we saw all these sound stages being built. Mm-hmm. There's brand new ones about to open uh, Rocky Mountain sound stages in Calgary. They're about to bring online two new state of the art uh, sound stages and all the facilities and parking and all the things you need for for a very competitive soundstage they're they're continuing to develop these things so our capacity is expanding our our tax credits are good the exchange rate is helping and our our uh training of crew and our crew growth is is very healthy these things all add up to make a perfect storm and we're so we're seeing that we're seeing growth Love to hear that. I love to hear that, Damon. Hey, here's a question on the text line. I, I, I don't know if you know the answer. It says, uh, I've always thought about doing pyrotechnics for films. Will that be part of the training center? Is there an opportunity? I mean, people are going to start looking into the possibility of working in this industry if it continues to grow. Is that kind of thing going to be at the training center? Y- yes, of course. But the pyrotechnics jobs are not the easiest one to get at entry level. So usually when, when people join the industry, we kind of give them a pathway. It starts with set etiquette courses, which tell you what all the jobs are and who represents them. And then each department, that would be special effects for pyrotechnics, there are certain federal requirements that you would have to meet, and there are courses, and there's entry level into that department. I don't want to promise that there are all these jobs for people. It is a process to um, to get to that level. But we also we also help people through our training programs um, get there. Sometimes it takes a while to get there because you need opportunities to be there. And those opportunities come uh, when there's high high amount of jobs available. Yeah, exactly. And now, now the opportunities are starting to appear, which is the starting point, which is great to hear. Damien, thank you so much for your time. Uh, enjoy the premiere of The Last of Us this weekend. 
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.